On this episode of the Average Climber Podcast, we're helping you make good choices. Because if you've ever wondered, do I really need a coach for that? You're asking a valid question that deserves a thorough answer. Whether you're thinking about nutrition coaching or you're wondering if following a self-guided training plan is the right move for you, we're talking you through the ins and outs of whether or not you need the support of a coach. So sit back and relax. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. fact for you today. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So to preface this fun fact, it's very exciting because one, it ties into one of our previous episodes. And two, it's exciting because this fun fact was inspired by something one of our lovely listeners sent me over the Instagrams. Ooh, listener so, inspired. I love this, it. Yes, listener inspired indeed. So um, I'm a terror and I really should have remembered your Instagram <laughs> handle, but to whatever, whichever listener sent me this, thank you very much. Um, I've been thoroughly amused and now I get to share this with Caitlin. So Caitlin, do you recall in our last episode regarding fear or failure, we talked about the benefits of throwing tiny sticks at the ground. I sure do, actually, because it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And speaking of someone that actually tried it when they were very frustrated, it really did make me feel a lot better. I know. In the most genuine way. So apparently in the animal kingdom, animals throwing stuff is not that common. It's a sort of rare behavior. And in an exciting turn of events, we finally have video footage of octopi throwing stuff and to define stuff it is throwing silt at each other <laughs> so kind of i'm watching a video of it literally right now I and mean, it's it's like a octopus is just throwing like a fog machine output at another octopus and then they also what? throw shells at each other so wow, wow. and yeah <laughs> it's not normal behavior so it's not like octopi do this all the time but apparently when they're in a mood they <laughs> chuck stuff at each other. Like, what's so, the, is that like territorial? Well, if it's not normal, what? yeah, I don't think it happens a lot. But I also, from what I've gleaned, and as someone that doesn't know that much about octopi, uh, what I've <laughs> gleaned is that octop an octopus is usually a relatively solitary creature, and that it seems like when they get too close to each other and get a little pissed off, they start throwing things as it were. So that's my very brief understanding of this unusual behavior. But in any case, it seems like the animal kingdom has validated our desire to throw shit when we're yeah. mad. So throw so. things when you're mad, especially <laughs> tiny sticks, because then you feel you feel valid in, in your anger, but also you, you get a little giggle like, yeah, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, I just think it's a better look than throwing shoes. If I had to give my opinion on it, like you look like you're fun and silly, but also mad instead of just like having a massive rage moment in which you're trying to get your shoes yeah. very dirty. Big ceilings so, are fine, but. <laughs> yep, but, but if you can throw a little stick, it's, it's funnier and it might make you giggle. So. It does help. It's like my favorite thing ever to do when I'm frustrated. So I, yeah, it's, it's I'm great. a big fan. It's great. <laughs> well, in in any case, 
That is not what we are talking about today. <laughs> we are digging into another listener question that was asked that I thought was such a good question that I wanted to do a whole a whole whole episode about it. And I think you all might be surprised as to what Caitlin and I have to say about this. So today we are talking about training and nutrition, obviously, but we will be speaking about if you need coach support or if you can kind of go it alone with a program sort of that is more general. Caitlin, do you kind of want to take it away and sort of describe like the self-guided versus one-on-one coaching world when it comes to nutrition? Like what are, what do those two things look like very generally speaking? Yeah. So I think it's probably a little bit similar for you. And I'm curious to hear what your experience is and what your thoughts are on the differences between the two. But I feel like for me, general programs are great for just creating a foundation or helping you understand kind of some basic needs. It really connects you to what you actually might need for yourself. And maybe there's a behavior change component there too. So it it just sort of helps us get started and maybe continue with some good routines and habits. But I do think it can occasionally make us lose focus or lead us to try things that maybe aren't necessarily tailored to us. And they're maybe not always best suited for us. But in any case, it, it can, I think, sort of put us on a path to create change and also take action toward that change in your own time. Maybe if you like experimentation and it's also maybe if you're not really ready for one-on-one coaching or you don't feel like you need more, it's a really fun way to get your toes dipped in, if you will. So I feel like things like maybe a blog post or a news article or mm, journals okay. or research, maybe podcasts like this one. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> okay. So for me, that's like a self-paced approach and maybe a self-study. But what are your thoughts on that, Lauren, like from the training side or just kind of how you picture that? Right on. No, that's a really that's a really good point. And I guess just to wrap up your definition here. So basically, like when it comes to like sort of a self-guided approach to nutrition, whether you're like literally following like a this is a self-guided like nutrition plan, maybe you would even say that like something like the whole 30 or whatever would be a self-guided mm-hmm. nutrition plan. Whatever. Totally. So yeah, something like a book or, you know, a specific I hate the word we don't like we don't love the word diet around here, but like a specific <laughs> like set of guidelines, whatever, that yeah. would be like a self-guided the thing that you, you don't eat. do. Yeah. Yeah, that you don't do a lot like a big change that you're making without the support of, you know, a nutrition professional mm-hmm. talking you through it and supporting you as you make these changes. So okay, yep. cool. Very similarly, this is sort of how a self-guided versus coached training plan approach works too. So With a self-guided training plan, you're going to sort of have something you follow, whether it's in an app, whether it's something you print out, whether it's a book, whatever it may be, but it's kind of some sort of piece of information that will guide you through what you're doing, but then you will not have any sort of external accountability or support as you go through it. So all of these things can be helpful, right? But then if you So a coached version of that would be something where you do have a coach that you can talk to on some sort of consistent basis, whether that's weekly, monthly, whatever it may be. And perhaps to take it a step further, a coached version of a training plan could also be something where the coach has specifically written the plan 
for you. Not always. I know some some coaching companies and some training plans kind of offer a like, here's our, you know, program that's already written. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you need coach support as you go through it, that's available. I presently don't have any offers like that, but I know that there are training yeah, services that are like, like that. A- halfway in between right exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of the big like the two kind of main main camps and both of these are great that's why they exist and continue to exist but this episode is going to be helping you figure out if you are going to be a consumer of training or nutrition services which one's actually going to work the best for you because as you know Caitlin and I are obviously service providers and our biggest goal with athletes that are looking to work with us is making sure people get the right thing out of whatever they purchase and that's obviously for our own programs or anything else you're looking at you know getting into in your journey to becoming a better climber so we want to give you this episode sort of as a guide to help you figure out maybe what's going to work best for you and your situation and I think it's important to note here too that it can change throughout your climbing career and like what you need right now might be different than what you needed in the past and certainly what you might need in the future. So if you're kind of sitting there thinking, okay, I know that the next step for me could be something either involved with training and or nutrition and you're not sure which approach to take, or maybe it's something you can kind of put in your back pocket for later, like when I'm ready, <laughs> yep, you can make better decisions too and figure out what's going to help you the most. Because I've had both situations where I've had people do a self-paced program and maybe they would have done better with the one-on-one or vice versa. You know, they hop into one-on-one and I'm like, you're good. Let's, let's yeah, like switch to... Uh, something different. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be times in your life where you need one more than the other. So this is this episode is to help you kind of figure that that stuff out. So we're going to start out with talking about the training side of things. And I'm going to go through six questions to ask yourself for choosing a self-guided training pl- program or more of a customized program that has coach support. But Caitlin, before I I even get into that. Have you ever followed a self-guided program before <sighs> when it comes to your training? I actually don't think so. I'm I'm trying to think back even to when I weightlifted or, you know, was just starting getting into climbing. I think I'm someone who really doesn't want to spend the time doing the research on <laughs> what to do. And maybe once I know what to do from someone else, then I'll start to do a self-guided program. But it's something I'm very much creating. So it's not as if I'm like opening up some, you know, already prefab type of training block and then I'm doing it. Like I think there's always some sense of accountability, but also customization. I think I just operate better when I'm told what to do. <laughs> No, I absolutely 100% feel that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I think (laughs) there's been times in my life where I could like follow something pre-written to an absolute T and no questions asked. And then there's been other times in my life where I'm like, oh my God, I will be getting absolutely no training done if I don't have someone telling me what to do and I don't have some kind of external accountability. So like we said. Yeah, you have a coach right now, right? And you have, even though you are a coach, which I love that about you. (laughs) Yeah, no. And the funny thing is, as we kind of talk about this, I realized that my life over the next like six weeks is going to be a little bit chaotic 
and I almost wanted, <laughs> I'm kind of saving my coach the headache. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to actually write my own programming for the next six weeks as oh, we get nice. prepped for Boulder season. But again, but I also am like, no, I'm ready to like do it myself, take it on myself, but then I'll probably be getting back on working with my own coach later on. But yeah, no, I'm definitely having like a shift in, um, just I'm trying to create myself a little like make it work through the holidays program for myself Mm -hmm. just to see what I can get done and see how strong and powerful I can get before I start bouldering when I move into your house so (laughs) get ready yeah so it's gonna be fun I think there's gonna be times in your life where you need both like we said but in anyways in any case let's let's get into it so the first question, and these are in no particular order, but these are six questions that I think you should ask yourself. Or the first question I have for you, if you're trying to figure out what you need, is how much experience do you have with training? Mm. Because I have found that athletes who have never trained before, and this is with training, whether it's in climbing or within another sport. So I've found that athletes who have minimal and I don't want to say minimal athletic background, but minimal athletic background in which you kind of had to train or, you know, always show up for track practice or whatever it may be. If you have minimal experience in that realm, you probably haven't seen what it's like for progress to happen really slow and for you to have to kind of grind it out over eight to 12 weeks Mm -hmm. and then some. And I have seen that it can be hard for these athletes who don't necessarily have that experience with like taking a very long time to get good at something and, you know, putting in work over a relatively long period of time. It can be easier for them to fall off the wagon because they haven't seen a training program work before. So for those athletes... I find that it might be good for them unless you're like, unless you're like, no, I know it's going to work out. Like I feel good about it. But for those athletes, sometimes I can see them being better candidates for having a coach working with them because it's very easy, you know, to be on like week four and to be like, oh my God, I don't think this is working at all. And just like abandon the plan. And I also think if you're super duper new to training, it can be, maybe just more like it can all just feel slightly more daunting to Mm -hmm. kind of like get into something. And I will say to these athletes that if you are going to start a training plan and you're like, I would love to have a coach, but that's just not where my budget is right now. Totally. Absolutely cool. But my biggest advice to you is make sure you get a program that is written for your skill level. Just make sure that you're like a really educated consumer and honestly, like talk to whoever you're purchasing from too. Mm -hmm. I think like most training businesses are still small enough that there is like good customer service also yeah. you do kind of want <laughs> like climbing decent, community <laughs> yeah right like, like you do want some like decent customer service available too I think that's like an important thing to point out but yeah I think you know just evaluating where you're at with your training history can be really important to make sure that you don't you know feel like you're in over your head with whatever mm-hmm. you got or you know So not saying that if you've never trained before that you can't follow a self-guided program. I just think it's important to be aware that you are Mm -hmm. going to have to like use some critical thinking skills. Like you are going to have to read. You're going to have to take the time to educate yourself. Like the materials are going to be what educates you. So you need to realize that you're going to have to like put some time into understanding these things. And it's going to take some like brain work, if you will. And Um, it also too, I feel like, with a self-guided program, I feel like 
I don't know, I might open that, like if I had never trained before and I opened up a self-guided program, I might be a little bit overwhelmed, even just reading it, being like, oh my God, this is so much work. So I know you mentioned people reaching out and just kind of saying like, hey, I have a quick question. Is that something that with your self-guided plans, like, you know, how much support should people expect with something like that? Not in terms of like, I'm here to help hold your hand, but more like, you know, what, what's something that people should expect if they have questions or if they need more support and more resources, would you kind of jump them into another option or just be like, (laughs) here's some quick things you can keep in mind? (laughs) Like, I think if you're the kind of person that is very down to like speaking of actually, no, for all programs, honestly, I think if you're the kind of person that's like, I'm going to go watch the video and like figure this out myself Mm. and I'm totally fine having to figure it out. Yeah. You'll do better with the self-guided plan. Like, even if you're like, I've never really trained before, but I'm definitely the kind of person that just like goes in and like learns and will actually read and all of that like you'll consume what's there consume the content and you'll have better success right and then speaking of my own programs um all of my self-guided training programs the program manual I think most of them are over 85 pages long and that is because (laughs) I yeah um I have I personally feel and obviously you know Maybe other people feel differently, yada, yada, but I personally feel I put a ton of time into making sure that a lot of things are explained, which is why the program manuals are pretty huge and have a Mm -hmm. lot of like exposition and explanation of things. And I have individual videos for like every single exercise where I do explain a lot. So I really have tried to make sure that like yeah. all the information is there and I can't say that I'm perfect and that you'll completely and totally, you know never have any sort of small question when going through it but I have taken a lot of care to make sure that you the information is there that's why it took Mm -hmm. me forever and I had several mental breakdowns when creating my programs (laughs) I was like how can I make sure everyone knows everything all the time but that being said I have like totally in the past if someone's like hey I got this program I got a like real quick question and they send me like a concise like normal human email I'm a person just be like hey Lauren I have a quick question like da 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 you know whatever and then I obviously respond to those emails but yeah I think that's the thing though like I think with self-guided programs like because you're not purchasing coach support you do have to be aware that Mm -hmm. you are going to need to figure some things out for yourself and I think if you're the kind of person that's like oh yeah I'm totally down to figure stuff out by myself then like you're gonna have a great time and you'll enjoy that it's coming at a lower price point and all those things so that's my that's my piece there first question ask yourself how much experience you have with climbing training and now i will move on to the next question you probably want to ask yourself which is how specific are your goals and i say this because if you have been training for a long time and you have more specific goals like you're trying to send a specific rock climb or you you know you're going on a one-week trip and you have this like thing you want to do while you're there you have you know whatever it may be at that point a more general training program is going to be obviously written to appease the masses as it were not fully the masses right you know you're not just going to get a generic (laughs) program that's like no matter what grade you climb and if you're a sport climber or boulder this is the perfect program for you right there's going to be some like Mm -hmm. specialized specialization with whatever program you get but if you have more specific goals that you really want support for i think that could be another good 
you know, oh, for example, let's say you're preparing for 24 hours of horseshoe hell. A general get better at sport climbing program isn't going to be tailored to, you know, something like a high volume sport climbing competition, right? Unless it's like a 24 hours of horseshoe hell training plan. (laughs) Which I haven't seen that yet, but if someone wants to create that, by all means, (laughs) go to town. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, so I think that's that's one thing to consider. Or, you know, if you're a pretty advanced trainee and you feel that you, you know, have exhausted some of the more general programs that you've used before and you have like a specific route or a boulder or a place that you're training for, that could be a good time to maybe get a more uh, specific customized training program. Like an upgrade basically, or just like another, another step in the process, if you will. Right. Exactly. And I think when you're doing that too, like if you realize that you have like a more specific thing that you're prepping for, like find a coach that has, you know, some experience with that. Like I find that I get a lot of athletes that, you know, want to climb at the Red River Gorge or just a lot of athletes that are like, oh, you've climbed at the places I want to climb or I've seen you working on Mm -hmm. routes that are either you've done the route or you've like climbed whatever I wanted to climb, like blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, coach like athletes can find that that is, you know, a good place to be. So that's something to consider is like if you have hyper specific goals, that might be a place where you don't want to do something as generic. And not to keep shouting out my own programs, but you know, I did. I should though. (laughs) Okay. I will say something that I really love about the way I've written my self-guided programs that I personally have not seen in other self-guided programs. Not, you know, I just hadn't seen it, which is why another reason why it took me many hours and many tears to create my programs is because I wanted you to be able to somewhat tailor the program to your specific goals. So I'll use um, Mm. Crush It Sport Climbing as an example. With sport climbing, we can have routes that are, you know, like 120 foot jug hauls, right? They're just like go on forever. Or we can have like 40 foot bouldery sport climbs. And for me as a coach, if I'm writing your like power endurance block where we're prepping, you know, in the last like four to six weeks for you to be getting on, you know, whatever, whether it's your super long climb or super short bouldery climb, I write your power endurance block so that it actually makes sense for what you're going to be climbing on outside. And this is where I think like some some training plans can fall short because obviously it's very hard to like write a general plan that works for every single outdoor climbing goal because that'd be crazy, right? But the way I navigated it is that in my programs, when you get to your power endurance block, I've actually given you a ton of different power endurance options and I guide you through how to select what type of power endurance work you should be doing based on the type of climbing you're aiming to do outdoors. Um, And like I said, I've never really seen that before, but that also is something that I think is cool about my programs because I have written it so that, you know, if one season you're using Crush It Sport Climbing to prepare for really bouldery rock climbing where you're trying to send like, you know, a 45 foot like hard just boulders on boulders, you can use it then or you can use it for another season or another climbing trip where you're doing like totally different, longer, more enduro climbing. So I've yeah. tried to allow you to customize a little bit within the yeah. program, which I think is cool. I, I think <laughs> so. It's really unique to you too. I, I honestly, from what I've heard and what I have seen, I feel like a lot of training plans maybe don't start out with like, what's your goal? What are you hoping to get out of this? It's more like, here's training for climbing with the goal of getting better at climbing. And it's like, well... 
And that's, that's totally great nice, depending on like but... which what athlete you are, but if you want to like make it, you know, take it up a notch and mm-hmm. maybe feel like you do have that sort of specialization going on like that is something that I think my program does a cool job at so yeah but that's just something to consider you know make sure the program like makes sense you know Mm -hmm. like use your like look into it and like ask questions be like hey this is like what my goals are like whoever's selling you the program like be able to ask like hey Mm -hmm. do you think this like makes sense for whatever it is you're trying to do but if you're just like i just generally want to get better at climbing and i need a program to do that like there's a ton of programs out there including mine that can help you get there but if you have more specialized goals it's important to look into that if you will so that's my second question what's your third third (laughs) this one's pretty simple but i you know i've personally gotten frustrated with this and it's been my own fault so what equipment and facilities do you have i can't tell you how many times especially in my just like general I like fitness programs phase of my life that I like bought programs only to realize that I hadn't read like the equipment requirement <laughs> section at all. And then been like, cool, I just spent money and like, fuck, I don't have any of this. I <laughs> read none of the fine print. <laughs> I did. And it's not like the seller's fault. Obviously, it's just like, oh, I can't like do this program as written or get the most out of this program because I literally don't have the stuff. So make sure that when you're looking at anything that you like have the equipment and facilities necessary to do it because if you're any sort of perfectionist and you have to like swap out exercises or like change things Mm -mm. you're just gonna have this like weird itchy feeling that you're like quote doing it wrong even though probably whatever substitutions you're making are largely fine if you know that's gonna bug you like get something where you can actually do it and look at the equipment requirements otherwise you're just gonna be annoyed like you're it's just like i don't know like obviously nothing's perfect and depending on You know, another thing I'll say there is like, if you have really weird equipment requirements or you have like really limited facilities or whatever it may be, that might be a good time where you'd say like, oh, I probably should get a custom plan. Mm -hmm. For example, I just coached a gal who for (laughs) for like a month ish of her training plan she was on like a really big trip for, you know, some personal stuff and whatever. And it was just like kind of unavoidable that she was going to have a month that was very close to her outdoor climbing season where she needed to be like figuring out how to train in a hotel. Ooh. And we got wildly creative, but yeah, I'm like, there isn't a generic training plan for you called how to get pumped with your flash board hanging on a tree (laughs) outside of a hotel. Cause you have a trip to the Red River Gorge coming up. Like that general training plan doesn't exist. So if you have like special circumstances or like really limited facilities, or if you're just like, I have a garage board, a hangboard and like two kettlebells or I'm training in my van or whatever it may be like there might not be as many like general training plans Um, available to you and that would be a case where I would say like maybe some kind of customized programming is helpful but buyer be warned because some I have seen this that like programs will be just look at the like look at the fine print read what's offered because some programs will say like custom training plan but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to customize it based on your equipment so just make sure that you're like very tuned into like hey this is what equipment i have like just ask questions before you buy things like no one's going to be mad at you for making sure that you're like not going to buy it and then be like oh shit this isn't doesn't work for me because of xyz right or too if you feel like you want to ask somebody like hey what's you know what's in this program or would this be right for me given my specific situation they can either say like maybe try this one or here's what else i could offer you 
or maybe they know someone who would be a bit more suited to yeah, like what like, you're asking, you know, or maybe they know of somebody who does specific van life training. I don't know, you know, like right. there's a lot of people out there doing cool stuff and the network is growing. Absolutely. I also just want to say that I think someone that's genuinely genuinely cares about like your well-being as an athlete, if they really can't help you, they're going to refer you out to someone totally. that will help. Like mm-hmm. I refer out to other coaches all the time. Yep. I like, "Hey, I actually like don't have space or I actually like my friend is better at that. Go to them." Right? So like that happens to me all the time. Totally. So I think like someone that really cares about you as an athlete is going to like do that right so anyways make sure just make sure that you actually have the equipment and the facilities to do it and then if you have like a weird equipment situation it might be a good idea to like go with a more customized plan so that you aren't like i actually can't do this program at all because i don't have any of the shit to do it with so <laughs> yeah oops okay another question that i would have you ask yourself is have you struggled to stick with self-guided programs in the past, whether that's like via an app, whether it's climbing related, whether it's not? I think like a big predictor of our behavior is often like what happened when we've tried to do this before. So if you know, if you feel like you've had trouble like sticking with things or you like know you're like, oh my God, I've tried a lot of self-guided plans and I've spent a lot of money on things I never finish. It might just mean, and there's nothing wrong with you. It just might mean that you like need external accountability to, you know, like actually stick with something for a while. And that's like Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. I am a coach. I like live, breathe, talk about this shit all the time. (laughs) And there's been plenty of seasons in my life where I'm like, I am literally way too busy that if I did not have someone like for external accountability that I just would not get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is my like whole ass job, right? So, <laughs> like, this is what you are here for. Yeah, <laughs> like if you are the kind of person that's like, oh my God, I literally never finish anything, even if I like like it or whatever, like stuff just gets in the way, uh, you know, whatever. On the flip side of that, if you're like, oh yeah, I finished P90X and I was working out six days a week, shout out with one of our athletes Andrew I can't he's like yeah I finished P90X I've done it multiple times and I was like oh my god <laughs> excuse me what this, this is crazy. <laughs> but like you know what I mean like if you're the kind of person that's like no no not an issue like I can I have finished a program I can finish a program like that's mm-hmm. not a problem for me like I'm very down then a self-guided program could be a great fit for you so I will say Sometimes people that have finished them before, you might have finished them, but you also might have gotten a little artsy fartsy with the programming. So, you know, if you're the kind of person's like, yeah, I did it, but I skipped half the workouts or I just never did this part or never did that part. Like the way people write these programs is like, you know, every if it's a good program, every component of it is something someone literally did completely on purpose, whether it's like the order of the sessions, the order of whatever. Like if it's a well-written program, there's probably reasons. So if you uh, tend to just like artistically change the program and then go I didn't get as good of results as I thought I would like keep that in mind it's all written like with a purpose in mind not to call any of you out but you know don't but maybe (laughs) (laughs) with it you know like do your best to like follow it how it's written right Mm -hmm. but you know so that's kind of that one too is like if you've liked self-guided programming in the past and you've done well with it then it's a good predictor that Mm -hmm. you can do it again or if you're like no I always quit I can never finish these things. It might just mean you need, you need uh, that. So, okay. Question number five, we're getting there. Question number five <laughs> is how challenging is your schedule right now? Um, Caitlin, oh, yep. do you find that if you have like life being crazy, that is actually when you need like more support 
Oh my God, yes. If I have more, actually, I'll say in both circumstances, if I have nothing going on, which that's a really cute idea, what is that? (laughs) LOL. Um, (laughs) I feel like I still need accountability to kind of push and propel me forward. But on the flip side, when I am so strapped for time, I really don't have the brain power or bandwidth to actually just sort of like put these things together, I really value that support, that accountability, because not only does it feel good for someone to say, you're doing it. Good job. It also (laughs) feels good to kind of move forward with a structured plan in place that I didn't have to personally think about or create. I I feel like for me, I got enough creative things that I do on a daily basis. I don't need to create that for myself. (laughs) Absolutely. No, there's a reason why like usually the first, like when I holler at Blake for another training block, I'm like, you know, like the last training block I started was like a week and a half before my wedding or something. And someone would be like, that sounds like a really bad time to start training. And I'm like, no, no. no. Like, it's like <laughs> this two month period is going to like happen no matter what. But if mm-hmm. I don't have someone, if I don't have like some kind of game plan to follow while like life is very yeah. busy and, you know, time is hard to come by and blah, 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 then I definitely won't get anything done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so glad for all the times where I've been like, it's going to be really busy. And if I don't reach out for help now, I'm going to like, you won't. (laughs) I just won't. It's just, it's not even like it will happen poorly. It's like nothing that is moving the needle forward in my climbing is going to happen if I don't get some help right now. So I think Mm -hmm. if you, I think like ironically enough, if you feel like you have a challenging schedule, and this is not to say that if you're like totally overwhelmed, just like add another fucking thing on top of your life that you feel (laughs) like you can't get done. But if you're like, I feel like I have the space to do it, but I also feel like I need some help and like I could get it done if I had some help. This is like the perfect time. On the flip side, if you're like, I have all the time in the world, I have time to like watch videos, I have time to like read the thing, I have time to be like confused about you know, whatever, not confused about a self-guided plan, but you're like, I got time to like invest some brain space into this and I don't necessarily need support right now, then awesome. Or if you have a challenging schedule, just make sure that the way the program is written, you actually have time to do it. Just Mm -hmm. like take a real honest look at your life and be like, do I actually have time for this? Or is this really not going to work out? And, you know, maybe you need to get creative with how you, maybe, maybe some changes need to happen to like make some space for it. But I think looking at how challenging your time is, is pretty important. So there's that. And that brings me to our last question, which is sort of a parallel of another question that I've asked, but it's always good to ask things twice. Yeah. So <laughs> just, this to make sure. is, just to make sure, <laughs> have you had success in programs with external accountability before? Because if you, you know, if you're like, oh, I've been coached before and that worked really well, don't, don't change stop. it doing it or if you like maybe worked with someone and your styles didn't mesh also like I'm not for everyone everyone like has a different thing they need like that's why that's why there's the beauty of there's a lot of coaches out there right it's like everyone can find a person that like works for them and is a good fit so I encourage you to like go figure that out like find you know it's like how people have to go shopping for therapists doctors whatever like there's someone that will be a good fit for you so I think finding that person. Or if you've already found that person, amazing. Keep working with them. I think something a lot of athletes don't realize is that the more a coach like knows you well, the more you can kind of like get out of working with them. Like I think there's a ton of value in like I've stuck with my, I don't know, two years and like 
Blake knows what's up. Blake knows what I need. Blake knows that I fucking hate abs and then I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> like, right? So I think there's like a ton of benefit to, you know, I think there's a benefit to finding someone that works for you and like really sticking with them for an extended period of time. And not to say that you have to stick with someone forever. Like, you know, I've had athletes that work with me for two years and then, then it's like, Hey, I think, you know, there's like other people you could work with, or, you know, I always encourage people. I'm like, I'm not the only coach, like a change in perspective is like good for you athletically. So go, go forth and figure it out. I got plenty of people (laughs) that want to work with me. Like it's good, you know, like go on. But I also feel like it's kind of a mindset thing too. Like there's like a human nature mindset of like, well, I have to keep doing something different, doing something new to move forward. And sometimes you don't need that, but maybe you need another perspective and that can be helpful. So, so, but in any case, the last question to ask yourself is like, if you've had success with external accountability, whether that's like, oh, I really liked when I had a soccer coach in high school and I got my shit done because my soccer coach was like, this is your strength and conditioning you need to do on your own, whatever it may be. Or if you're like, I've had a lot of success going to group fitness classes and having accountability with going to those. Like, do you think about that? And you're like, if you responded well to that, it might be the case that you'll respond well to having like the external accountability of a coach in your life. So lots to ponder, but I hope that helps you if you're trying to figure out if you need, if you need coach life or just self-guided training plan life. So yeah, Caitlin, do you have any thoughts that you want to share on all that before we go to break? No, I just think these are really great questions. And I think it's important too, because if you are going to invest in yourself and invest, you know, significant amounts of money, you want to make sure that whatever you choose to do suits your needs. And if you do end up getting something that doesn't work well for you, it's, you know, maybe it can be something you can discuss with that person you purchase from, or, you know, you can talk about it, but definitely do some shopping first and just figure out, you know, really ask yourself these questions because you don't want to get in a situation where, you know, maybe there's something else that could have been better for you. Yeah, exactly. So. Like the whatever coach is working with you, they want to make sure that you're like, excited and ready and that it's like actually going to work for you so just like ask the questions and make sure yeah to make sure everyone all we want is for everyone to have a good time and to get a lot out of working with us and some asking some good questions ahead of time to yourself and to your service provider are critical to making sure that everyone has a good time we want you happy yeah (laughs) all right well i think with that let's go take a break take a break It's 11.14 p.m. Your innocent Google search for climbing training started two hours ago. And what started as a quick search to learn how to get better has turned into an odyssey of epic proportions. Because the first article you read seemed great, but it didn't agree with the next one. Or the next one. You're growing wary and confused. Every coach has a different name for everything. The terms are a labyrinth designed for despair. Power endurance, strength endurance, drag grip, crimp grip. I mean, what is all this shit? And should you start using a hangboard? Because no one seems to agree on that either. And somehow it seems your innocent desire to improve your training will require blood and sweat and doing something torturous every night of the week. And why are there so many ab workouts to do when you just wanted to go rock climbing anyway? It's madness pure madness. And here you are spending time making 1,000 little 
confusing decisions instead of getting anything done. But perhaps there is another way. If you're ready to stop the madness and get a training plan that actually works for you and your schedule, then check out Crush It. There's one for boulderers and one for sport climbers, and these self-guided training plans allow you to tailor your training to your schedule and goals. No madness required. Head on over to the show notes to learn more about the Crush It programs and start training today. Caitlin, I want to talk about protein shakes. Well, what do you want to talk about? Well, I, I really like how I can just spend two seconds and expend no mental energy and get a full serving of protein after a training session because of protein shakes. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet, magical little drink. Which protein shake are you using these days? Okay, so I found that whey sort of messes with my stomach, and I've actually been pretty into the gnarly vegan protein shake. And as as my nutritionist, what are how do you feel about that one? I'm actually obsessed with their vegan protein. It's my favorite one out there in terms of taste and texture. Both flavors, chocolate and vanilla, are so tasty. And it's got everything you need in terms of complete proteins. So one less thing to have to worry about. Pretty great. Heck yeah, I love that. I'm very glad to know the full extent of its radness. Gnarly Nutrition is actually a proud sponsor of the Average Climber podcast. And if you want to get your hands on their vegan protein powder, you can head on over to gonarly.com. And we're back. (laughs) We are back. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the nutrition side of things. And I feel like, I know, nutrition. And I feel (laughs) like people have, I know, I feel like training plans have been around for quite a while, but it seems like nutrition for climbers is an even newer industry. So Caitlin, can you kind of give us a little brief education on the difference between like a general nutrition program and getting nutrition coaching? from a qualified service provider? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Who, me? (laughs) Who, me? (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Here we go. After the break is always when we're silly, so. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to hell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to scare people away now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So for me, I think nutrition is something that maybe people are more accustomed to seeing that is self-studied or self-paced. And I think those programs, like we kind of said earlier on, they're for people who maybe want to take action towards that change on their own time, or maybe they like to experiment sort of with what works for them. And I do think that sets the stage for that general foundational support with maybe some building awareness of what your needs are. But what I think is different with custom coaching, and maybe this is kind of a new concept for a lot of people, especially I think in the climbing sphere where nutrition is this newer topic, it's collaborative, right? So Mm -hmm. it's more based on you as a, a human being and it's a personalized approach to 
get the specifics of what you need. And the focus is on creating that more meaningful awareness in your day-to-day life, understanding what you can do to support your exact needs. And also that change is centered on you specifically. And when I say collaborative, it's intended to be more of a give and take with your expertise on yourself and then my expertise or, you know, whoever you're working with, their expertise on the nutrition science piece. So we take all of those things and we use that as our evidence to create this custom personalized support for you. And it might even be for people who've tried the DIY self-paced approach, but maybe you're looking for more or maybe you like support and accountability or maybe you have additional health concerns that just believe you might believe that nutrition can support more. So that's kind of the the overview when people ask me, you know, like, what should I choose? I don't know how I want to work with you. I want to work with you, but I'm not sure which approach to take. And it just really depends on what you're looking for and what you maybe have tried in the past. So I do have some questions that we can dive oh, into. Yes. But <laughs> Oh, amazing. Yeah, no, I think that, okay, so nutrition coaching isn't like the biggest loser where someone like <laughs> over like eating a corn dog. That's not. No, that you don't call you know. someone and go. I saw on your GoPro that I've installed in your shirt that you <laughs> had ice cream. What the fuck, Anne? You don't do that. That's not what nutrition coaching. <laughs> Sorry to anyone named Anne if I just triggered you. Please eat ice cream unless yes. you're lactose intolerant. Then get some coconut. And get some ice coconut cream. milk ice cream or whatever you sorbet yeah, or whatever oh, you milk, like. Sorbet. All right. We haven't had a note. This episode is lacked tangents, so I will need to infuse some. <laughs> lacked tangents. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> feel like when you go to a restaurant and you have any sort of food problems, whether it's like being gluten-free or you got to be dairy-free or both, and then you look at the dessert menu, like, I wonder if they have a fun cookie I can actually eat. And it's like, nope, oh. sorbet for you. Yeah, it's like everything else on the menu is like s'more cake, drowning in chocolate and brownies and shit. And then caramel, like, gloopy goblin. Yeah, love. yeah. <laughs> Peach cobbler full of ice cream and fun stuff. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> and if you can't eat anything, here's fucking mango sorbet. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah, this why is, is just... it always mango? Can you d- explain that? I to think me? it's a nice color. And I'm not saying that sorbet isn't good. And I have had some very excellent sorbets before, but I always feel like it's the dessert where they're like, we can scoop freeze pops into a bowl for you. Here's your sorbet. I'm like, I wanted chocolate cake. You can make it gluten-free. I've seen it. I know it's not easy, but I'm just saying sorbet yeah, but if they're triggers me through- because it reminds me <laughs> of the like cop-out desserts yeah. when whatever. But if they're so. going through the effort of even like making other desserts, they can figure it out. It's not that hard, you know? Yeah. I know. I don't run a restaurant. I'm sure it's all very difficult and whatever it may be. And I'm glad they at least had an option, I'm sure, 50 years ago. But still, it does remind me. We digress. Sorbet is good. We digress. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So, Caitlin doesn't install a GoPro to your forehead and yell at you about what you're eating. Super don't yell at anybody. (laughs) I'm surprised by that. You really seem like a yeller to me. So, yeah, totally within my nature. Can't you tell? I yell about other stuff, but not at people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I feel like with, I mean, sure. I will say my approach is not to tell people that they're doing something wrong. I don't chastise people. I ask questions and I also, in I add support and I say, hey, how about try this? Or maybe add this to your burger and fries. Or, you know, like I'm not here to say never eat that ever again, you idiot. Don't touch it ever. I Like, I think that's just crazy to to think that there probably are people out there like that. But in any case, I also want to point out here before I get into my questions, just a really quick note, because I think this is important too in, in this discussion, that if you're sitting here asking yourself, should I look into self-guided or personalized approaches, whether it be in training and nutrition, if you're even asking that question, you're probably motivated. That's done deal. So it's not at the root because I think a lot of people are like, I'm not motivated enough to do that or I don't have enough willpower, which is like my worst, least favorite word in the world. But that doesn't dictate you know, it, it, this isn't what it dictates how we best succeed is if we have motivation or willpower, you can have focus driven motivation, but that is very different. So if you're even asking yourself, what would work best for me? That's, that's not part of it. So that's why we're not asking you, are you motivated? (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're already to Caitlin's point, if you're already at a place where you're like, I want to figure out what solution is going to work for me the best. You're already at a place where you're already thinking, I want to make a change, but I want it to be the most effective change that I can make. So I think you're in, you're in a place of being like motivated and ready to do something. Also, it's obviously okay to be in a place where you're like, I'm not ready for any of that shit right now. I got to do something else. Like that's, you know, that's another good question. And you know, thing that, To ask yourself, like meeting yourself where you are now is very important. But I guess before I get into my questions, Lauren, I want to ask you this because I don't think I've ever asked you this and I've always wondered. Oh, fun. Are we playing Never Have I Ever? Okay, no, just kidding. Go on. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if we want to play that on a live. I think it's a really bad idea. Um, We're certainly (laughs) never ever doing that unless we get like – if we get 40,000 Patreon subscribers tomorrow. Yeah, we will play so, Never Have I Ever with whatever questions you want to ask. But until then, absolutely not. Go absolutely on. not, <laughs> unless you pay us. So there you go. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I want to ask you, in addition to, or I guess maybe the, I'll back up. I'm not going to give you any stipulations or contingencies in my question. When we started working together on your nutrition, what was something that sort of went through your mind you know if did you ask yourself any questions or was it something that you were like nah I just need help you know what was what was kind of the impetus for that if you will I think well because when I started working with you I had like a lot of digestive issues Mm -hmm. and I was just getting stomach aches all the time and I think what maybe surprised me the most was your approach in kind of like let's try it out instead of just being like nope because don't eat any of these foods (laughs) or like nope don't do that like there was just a lot less like nope than I thought there would be and it felt a a lot more like an experiment which was really good and then there also I feel like it, it wasn't like when things were working well or when I like found a snack or if I had like a good training session and I was like, hey, I had a really good training session and I like 
ate Oreos. Like I just like, and I know this sounds like stereotypical when we say this shit all the time, but it was really like refreshing to have you be like, I'm so glad you found a snack where you like felt good afterwards. Like that's the whole fucking point. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I think like those instances of like getting, I think things that were going well that like I was doing well, I was not realizing I was doing well and having mm. you like point those out to me to sort of like reinforce those good yeah. behaviors was really helpful and still like sticks with me to this day oh so, yeah <laughs> i didn't expect that answer but that's sorry very cute. do you need to pause and cry <laughs> no but like Maybe. you know really like there's like even when i was at the gym yesterday like i was still kind of hungry and whatever and i was like you know what i just found some gummies in my bag and this isn't perfect but caitlin would be like yeah eat eat the sour patch kids drink also your you had the gummies in your bag go you wow Great yeah job. exactly <laughs> like there were things where i was like okay like it's not perfect and we're doing it but you know just things where i was like yeah. i just felt sometimes when i'm having my like you know trash can like <laughs> fucking <laughs> like gas station nutrition as I've been wont to call it like sometimes when I've been having those moments I'm like no no this is much better than doing nothing or like today I put I put green beans in my mac and cheese or this morning I was like feeling lazy and I was like I don't want to do anything I just want to like shove this yogurt cup in my mouth and I was like Lauren take the yogurt out of the cup put it in a bowl put some fucking berries in it so you can have a color with your food and it's just been like little stuff like that where I think you know like it feels like yeah. it's small, but it's just like small things I do now that are good that really aren't hard. Yeah. So well, yeah. Small action towards big change. And I feel like at that point too, you had already been kind of taking a self-paced approach. Yeah. And maybe it just it wasn't working or you just needed more information. And I was just getting stomach aches. So it was just like sad where I was like, I just eat and feel shitty and my stomach hurts. And I'm like, it just was. That's its its own. I think it's own barrier to change because you're like, well, clearly what I'm doing isn't enough, but I don't have the energy to fix it or do anything else. So that's kind of when I think it, it helps to get that perspective but well let me jump into these questions too because obviously I think we've done a lot of work together but I think it is helpful for people to understand you know that they can still get something even out of self-paced or if they want more account and accountability and support then potentially one-on-one is maybe for you so my first question is what is your relationship like with food right now? And tangential tangential to that, what was it like in the past? And this isn't the first question I ask anybody, and I don't think it should be the first that everyone asks, but if you know that, okay, I'd like to decide between some type of nutrition support, whether it be on my own or with the help of a nutrition professional, I I think it's important to decide and understand what your relationship is like. If this is not something you've ever thought about, now's your chance because it's really important to understand if you have a good relationship to food, maybe there maybe you have a negative relationship to food, maybe that's something that's evolved over time or maybe maybe you know, you feel very neutral on the issue, but understanding where you are right now can help you make decisions that 
help you decide, okay, if I know that my relationship to food maybe needs a little bit of support, or I'd like to build awareness of what my relationship looks like, maybe you need some additional coaching there. Maybe it would be helpful to talk to me or someone like me and understand if that's something to support. Alternatively, if you're someone who's like, oh, you know what? My relationship with food is really good. Maybe in the past it wasn't, but I feel ready to take on the challenge of that self-paced approach. Then maybe one-on-one coaching isn't something that you need. And maybe you can try kind of that self-study and understand, you know, just the little nuances that you might want to decide on. And I will say one last thing here is too, if you're not ready to talk to someone about it, another side of that, you know, coin four-sided coin basically, (laughs) is that maybe it would be helpful to kind of start with a self-guided plan. If you want to do this in the comfort of your own time and not feel pressured and also just start to build that awareness at your own comfort level too. So I think there's a couple approaches and it really depends on you, but really asking yourself this and getting serious about that relationship, I think is an important, you know, maybe not an initial, initial place to start, but it could be an important question when you're trying to decide. Lauren, do you have some thoughts on this? I have question I have a question for you. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> so, if someone is like maybe looking into a self they're like trying to figure out some kind of like self-guided nutrition programming whatever, are there any red flags? Like if someone was like, "Hey, I'm going to maybe do a self-guided nutrition plan and then they say like this or they express like this sentiment is are there any red flags where you're like absolutely not this is not you need to be working with a professional or you need to be not doing this right now and you need to go deal with something else first are there any kind of things where you'd be like don't do that this is not what you want to be doing well I think if someone comes to me and says that they are experiencing they're currently trying to recover from an eating disorder or something, you know, I let's say the category of maybe just a poor relationship with food and it's not something they've worked with a mental health professional on first or something they're looking to do right now, that's what I would refer them to do first because that is certainly outside of my scope of practice to work on the mental health side of things. And that's why I require all of my clients who are either recovering or working through an eating disorder, they have to be working with a mental health professional who is actively supporting them on that because then that gives me the ability to help support the nutrition side while they're working on the mental side of things. So that, that would be when I would direct them first. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say people do know themselves best, even if they might not be aware that they know themselves best. I think it's important for them to have some say, because if they come to me and also say, actually, no, I still really want to work with you. I'm not going to say, well, actually, you're you're not a good candidate for this. I may just say, now might not be the right time. Let's circle back. So it really... kind of a vague answer, but it really depends on the person. And I would say too, it just, it gives us a lot to talk about and (laughs) more so than anything, just say like, well, you know, here's what we can do right now. Are you okay with that? Really just checking in with the person is, is all I can really do. Yeah, I think like the biggest takeaway here, if I am paraphrasing what Kayla is saying, (laughs) or not paraphrasing, but just like trying to, you know, guess what we're trying to say is like, If you get involved in some kind of self-guided nutrition programming 
you know, no matter who it's from, you want to be doing something that's going to like help you and promote Mm -hmm. your health versus harm you and cause you to have an even more perhaps poor relationship with food, whatever that might be. So we just, we just want to prevent you from, you know, we just want to prevent harm in this is sort of what we're trying to say. So, you know, yeah, that's just, we just want you to be okay (laughs) for any nutrition, self-guided programming choices that you make to be helpful and not, you know, Mm -hmm. make something worse or whatever. So proceed in your, you know, trust yourself, trust your gut literally and proceed in a way that feels comfortable for you. And yeah, that there's a whole other discussion about some discomfort, but I think ultimately you should feel good with the decision. Yeah. So (laughs) as we like to say all the time, there's a lot to unpack there, but Caitlin, shall we move on to your, your next question? Question number two, a little less heavy, but similar to what you asked, Lauren, what are your time limitations right now? Because if you know that you don't have time to either A of all, sit down and read through or watch modules for self-guided programs, Program, or maybe you would benefit more from that accountability. Like we said, you know, if we don't have a ton of time, maybe it's a good time to work with somebody for that accountability. Just understand what makes sense. And this is one that I usually have people ask me, uh, you know, or this is what we'll talk about during a clarity call and say, you know, like, what does your schedule look like? Do you have time for a 30 minute call every other week? Would it make more sense to check in less? frequently or, you know, what's going on right now? Because I think it is important to understand what you have the capacity to do right now, because we don't want nutrition to be an overwhelming factor in your day-to-day life. It's supposed to support you and help you get through your day-to-day and support you and your long-term health as well. So we don't want it to be this big overarching theme. And I think it depends on the the person. So yeah, just again, look into what the thing is and then evaluate if you actually ask questions (laughs) yes ask questions of yourself and of your schedule yeah I think that one yeah that one makes self-explanatory yes but number three I'll just dump jump right in here and I feel like this one is a good shout out for episode 19 which was the nutrition bandwagon episode and the question here is do you feel you fall off the nutrition bandwagon a lot And the reason I think this is a good question to ask is because if you're someone who feels like you try maybe a lot of different diets or different dietary approaches, or you're constantly trying new things, you're not really sure if it's working, and then you move on to the next thing, I think this would be a really good time to understand, okay, maybe this would be a good time point that I could start working with a coach and understand what makes the most sense to me and start collaborating a bit more because if you've done more of the DIY approach, I think this is a good time point to understand, okay, what's actually my personalized approach versus what's the bandwagon I'm trying to sit in that I constantly keep falling out of. So yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) very similar to what I brought up earlier, where it's like, if you keep trying to follow self-guided programs and you just like are having trouble sticking with it for whatever reason, like maybe maybe it's time yeah, Next maybe step. it's time you need <laughs> just some help right on a little on. bit extra tlc but <laughs> yeah 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 no, that's such a good such a good point especially if you're just like this thing says i need to cook meals for myself every single thing and i can't 
like and that. I can't because I have eight kids and I'm always on the road. So then clearly not a good option. So. Nope. Yeah, that is not no. <laughs> yep. But definitely listen to episode 19 if you haven't already. That one we talk all about that and how it's a little bit different than the proverbial bandwagon. So yes. Yes. <laughs> I won't spend too much more time there. So my fourth question is are you someone who feels isolated when working through your nutrition goals? And oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I I just heard the like the like alarm come on from Oh yeah. Fergie. What is that one song? Oh yes. yeah, Fergie. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Let's pause here so that Josh can go ahead and crop that in just so that we're all clear on what we're talking about (laughs) you got it thanks josh Josh. messaged our little chat and said that he will do it so it will be perfect you're all welcome uh so the reason i ask this is because if you're someone who's like oh i'm trying to make all these changes and no one gets me and i feel really you feel really avril lavigne about your nutrition (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you are, Just I feel like flipping vegans- your bangs sideways about <laughs> your- no straight down in your face. Uh, that if you're like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, Not okay. To minimize your feelings. Sorry, we're assholes. Yeah, big um. emo feelings. Uh, <laughs> they're important. Um, anyway, I definitely think. With this one, I I make the joke of like, okay, if you're a vegan, you tend to find the vegan community because you feel so isolated in your choices. That's how I felt anyway. (laughs) And I think it can be really isolating. I know, you know, with my mom, for example, uh, we won't get into the awfulness of Weight Watchers, but I definitely think having community was important for her and she really liked just going to meetings and it kept her excited about what her goals were even if it wasn't to lose weight it was to just feel better and that community aspect was so important for her and I agree I think kind of doing things on your own can work for a time but if you feel alone in the choices you're making if you feel alone in the symptoms you're experiencing and you're frustrated and you're like nobody gets me and I can't eat anything but fucking sorbet at restaurants god damn it <laughs> then you feel like nobody else really understands but working with somebody could be helpful and help you decide okay maybe this would be a great way to not only be heard but also not feel so alone because it's my job it's a nutrition professional's job to help you through and feel like you have the awareness and mindfulness in your daily diet to support you in a way that isn't judgmental, isn't going to make you feel like you, you know, can't take action. And that's ultimately, you know, what our hope is just for you to feel, feel good. So yeah, there you have yeah. it. I love that. So that great. yeah. Well, so, okay. Number five, I'll, I'll pop in. Are you someone who would succeed more with gentle support and accountability? You kind of asked a similar question, Lauren, but if you really like that external validation, external accountability, and someone to just go, you rock. Yeah, get the Instagram after likes it. on your what I ate in a day aren't helping you for some reason. Weird. Um, <laughs> weird. <so> strange. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> work with someone. Truly. <laughs> yeah, work with somebody because we're here to support you. You know, we want you to feel like you have that that cheerleader effect with you because that is ultimately what you are getting when you work with somebody or what you should be getting. If you're not different podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, how specific are your short and or long-term health goals? And I think this is really important to consider because some people might just want some nutrition support for their performance goals they have in mind, or they might just want some additional information about how to support their training with nutrient timing. And maybe they don't necessarily want those longer term health concerns integrated. And in that case, maybe self-paced would be helpful. You can understand your nutrient timing and understand how to sort of experiment on your own. But if you do have longer term health goals, or you really do need help and understanding and what's going to move you forward in a productive way that feels good for you, then I think talking with someone makes the most sense because, you know, I have people who are like, well, what do I do for cholesterol? Or this is in my family history with high blood pressure. I'd really like to prevent that. Or I just want to feel like I'm doing absolutely everything I can each day with the goal of feeling my best over time. And I think you can establish a lot with a self-paced approach, but having that additional insight and specificness tailored to you is important. So, you know, you don't necessarily, you won't not get something from self-paced if you're looking for long-term goals, but it does depend on the specificness of what those goals are and how you will best understand which action to take. So understanding too what you're, what you're actually looking for would be a good question to ask yourself as well. I have, I have a quick question or just kind of a thought yeah. too. Would you say that generally speaking, like if you're, you know, someone like me that started working with you, like, Hey, I have all these like digestive issues. I get stomach aches all the time. Here's, you know, 30 pages of my medical history <laughs> and all these tests that I've had and blah, yep. blah, blah. Like, would you say someone that maybe has like chronic illness or like chronic chronic issues of some sort that they're probably going to benefit more from, I would guess if there's like, you know, a chronic health issue that someone wants yeah. to probably be better to work with someone one-on-one -on -one for their nutrition versus just being like, hope the whole 30 fixes my Crohn's disease. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I think that would work. I tried the autoimmune protocol and it didn't work. Strange. Yeah. I feel yeah. like <laughs> if you have either chronic health concerns or you're worried about that possibility, I do think that it is important to work with somebody because ultimately my goal isn't to say we have to work together forever now. It's more like here are the tools and resources that you need in order to understand what you might need to do in order to feel your best. Um, so I, I do think that it would be more beneficial because then you can get specific too. Because I know like I mentioned the AIP, the autoimmune protocol, I think that one is so still specific and not specific to each autoimmune disease. So, mm. you know, if you have celiac disease, 
that's going to look a little bit different than something like psoriasis, for example, (laughs) or even like with lupus or, you know, anything like that, you want to make sure you take a still a custom approach that is specific to your condition, which will be different from what I would recommend someone without an autoimmune concern or long-term chronic health problem. But we want to make sure that it also suits your needs because if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I have high cholesterol and I want to prevent that, but the foods on this you know, low cholesterol diet are foods I've never eaten in my life, are you going to follow it? Mm, yeah, probably not. So I yep. think there's a lot of like this sense of failure in nutrition, but that just means it's not tailored to you and personalized for your needs, preferences, budget, time. I mean, there's a lot of things to factor in here. And I think understanding where you're at, where you want to go is kind of the essence of what I'm trying to get at with all my questions. So <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, okay. Can I can I rant real quick? Oh, Not really totally. rant, but just like this is okay. So rant on. y'all, I have coached a lot of people by now. It's been a it's been a couple of years and literally <laughs> over a hundred people. And if you have some kind of chronic illness that makes it hard for you to sleep or makes it so like you don't like eating a lot because you get stomach aches all the time, like whatever chronic thing it may be that makes your life hard, Aabal, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I you know, my stomach thing was horrible. Um, and I'm glad it's like fixed now. And, you know, some of you are going through illness that I cannot even imagine. It's so like frustrating and difficult to deal with, but y'all, a lot of athletes that I've had work with me have not like gone to the doc, like whatever you need to do. And it's hard to, you know, I'm just generalizing here, but like they have these issues that make eating, sleeping, just like normal human stuff really difficult. And then they just like try to throw a training plan on top of this. And then it turns out that like recovering is really hard or that no matter what they do, it just feels like they keep getting injured, even though they're like doing a really good job of managing their training volume, like taking plenty of rest days, like blah, blah, blah. Like if you have a health issue like this, I cannot express it enough that getting help, whether it's from your doctor or from a nutrition professional or whoever it may be like it's really important like training is very very hard on the body and mm-hmm. it's a really good idea to like be actively working to get some of these symptoms under control like I don't know Caitlin I remember kind of like looking at some of my just like labs on like what bacteria was in my gut and I forget exactly what it was I'd have to go back and look it up but I had some kind of gut bacteria that made it so I just like I just wasn't absorbing like nutrients very much (laughs) like I don't even remember what it was but I just remember you and another doctor being like yeah you just have this thing that like lines your intestines where you just like aren't absorbing like stuff and I'm like oh I'm sure I'm recovering great since my body's just like oh I see you ate that we're actually gonna just make sure you don't get like half of like what you needed out of that we're actually like I'm just put it here we're gonna yeah and put it here that's yeah we're just gonna like ditch that hope you weren't planning on using that for anything anyways bikini bottom to another location yeah moving bikini bottom somewhere else but (laughs) it's all this to say like your whole health is a part like it's not just like stomach aches over here building strength over here like your body mm-hmm. is one thing so taking yeah. care of all of it holistically is very important and sometimes as a coach I want to be like can you just go work as with the nutritionist until you're like sleeping eight hours a night and you can like eat food and then we can get back to this whole training thing mm-hmm. because it's just really hard not that you can't work around it and obviously like I've definitely supported people through this but sometimes it's like we got to work on like 
the sleeping and eating working thing before we yeah. like layer in a whole bunch of stuff that's hard on your body. Right. Not always. And it really depends on the severity of this. But I just yeah. want to like throw that out there that if you feel like mm-hmm. you just constantly get injured and training hasn't worked with you, worked for you. But then you're also like, well, I get stomach aches when I eat anything and I'm always injured and I don't sleep like. Uh, we have there's like some low hanging bigger fish there. to fry like yeah yeah so just wanted I, to say that because <laughs> it's important point. i've i've actually put people on pause before when i've thought hey actually like it seems like yes you would like to make change in your diet but i think it would be beneficial to talk to a mental health professional because i think that some of your barriers to making meaningful change revolve around just kind of what you're struggling with in your day-to-day life. And rather than you feel like a failure, I think it would be helpful to pause and then revisit in a little bit when maybe you feel like there's, you know, a better, a better time. And it's not for everybody to pause like that, but it, it does, I think it does kind of come back to, you know, understanding where you're at now and really acknowledging and understanding too that if you look at the grand scheme of foundationally what might be lacking, there's probably a low-hanging fruit there that's worth addressing too before you go ham in one area over another. So really good yeah. point. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I just wanted to throw it out there. Training's fun. Like I, I want to support you, but also sometimes your money might be better spent like elsewhere getting certain mm-hmm. health issues under control before you are like, what if we just did a bunch of volume on top of this and hope it worked out? <laughs> like, what, if it w- what if it felt great to train all the time and whoops. And you... never sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So just things, things to keep in mind. Well, I feel like we can, we can wrap it up there. Hopefully yeah. people feel armed with a lot of information to help them make decisions mm-hmm. on their training and nutrition. Speaking of decisions people can make, Caitlin, <laughs> do you have any fun announcements as we head into the holiday season? Season, I do. Season. Actually, I have. <laughs> God. <laughs> I have. Uh, it takes all I have not to just start cracking up and walking away from. <laughs> I'm trying not to sing Be Our Guest right now, so <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Damn it, Lauren. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of my day. Okay, so for Black Friday, I have a fun offer. I am going to be putting out a an ebook bundle, and you can get all of my ebooks for fifty percent off in this bundle. And this includes a brand new, never before seen ebook on building and maintaining muscle gains. So (gasps) you will get all four of my ebooks that includes this one, 50% off in this bundle. So if you've already purchased one or two, you're still getting a mega deal. So I'm very excited about that, and I may be dropping some fun additional offers coming up here soon uh, for ways to work with me before the new year, so stay tuned for that. But Lauren, Ooh, fun. what do you got cooking up over there? Okay, let's see. I'm doing I'm doing a few things. So one, I'm doing custom training plan sales. So this is for anyone who wants to start um, in early – excuse me, in early December, all the way through March. Um, I do have quite a few spots already filled through through the first few months of 2023, but I imagine 
that custom plan spots for the spring will get filled with this Black Friday sale that I'm doing. So I'm doing $150 off custom Damn. training plans. Yeah, it's a great deal. And something to keep in mind too is that if you don't want to pay in full, that's totally cool. You can actually just like when the sale happens, you go onto my website, you put down a deposit, and then you can pay monthly throughout your custom training plan. But that is going on. So those are those are custom plans written for you. I get all the information about you and then we write it and then you have coach support from me throughout your training plan. So I'm doing a deal on that. I'm also forming a wait list for that as well. So if you would like to join the wait list for the custom plan, I'm not doing anything fancy. There's no form, but just send me an email at goodsprayclimbing at gmail.com and just be like, hey, here's my name. I want to be on the wait list because I'm going to open up those spots for waitlist people first. Yeah, because spots are very limited. So I want to make sure the people that are super psyched get in on the deals before everyone else. So let me know if you are one of those people who are very psyched. Second thing I'm doing, I've never done it this way before. I've literally never offered this good of a deal, but we're going to have some fun. So on Black Friday and on Black Friday only, I am doing 40% off all of my self-guided training plans. So that's my, that's a shit ton of money. I was like, I'll do it for one day. I'll let y'all have your fun. Maybe we're going into a recession. I'll give everyone a break, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Everything's great. So self-guided training plans, crush it bouldering, crush it sport climbing, and my strength and fingers program force over time will all be 40% up just on Black Friday. And then after that, it will be 30% off. Um, And I think it'll be, I'll let the sale happen for like about a week before I shut down the deals. But if you want like a mega good deal and you've been eyeing up crush it or force over time or whatever, now is the time to get a deal and get 40% off on Black Friday. So do that. And I think that's that's all I'm doing is great that's deals. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. So again, if you want in on that wait list, make sure to send me an email, goodsprayclimbing at gmail.com and just put like wait list in your subject line and we'll get you on the list. And Ooh. details about all of those things, links to learn more about all those offers will be in our show notes as it were. So, so I think that's it. Take a look. Take a gander before, uh, you know, the deals start start happening look upon my wares um okay so <laughs> we should stop all right oh boy okay. oh boy <laughs> wares on the internet <laughs> okay wow um, wow 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 well um we will i will with just that with that if um, you're here asking yourself if you want to work with us that's a really good question as yeah well, so. i'm not hi- we're not hiding who we are we are boring we're fun damn it we're fun did you want to be coached with someone who will Make, make you, you listen to her doing a weird accent sometimes. Well, it's a me. Here you go. Here you go. Lauren's for you. <laughs> Lauren's for I'm for you. Um, and if you don't want that, literally go anywhere else. Um, <laughs> this is a unique service I offer. Okay, <laughs> we will we will close it out there. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And season. until next time, sure. <laughs> oh, keep it average. <laughs> Caitlin here. We hope you now feel better equipped to decide between self-guided and custom programs. Now I'll close us out with some exciting announcements and our production credits. Feel like you're ready to take more control in your climbing journey? Starting to think about your 2023 plans to crush your climbing goals? Then get psyched because Good Spray is having a Black Friday training plan sale starting November 25th. 
Whether you want custom coaching or a self-guided plan, get ready because Lauren is closing out November with some rowdy deals. Tap the link in the show notes to learn more about Good Spray training options. And if you want in on the waitlist for custom training programs, make sure you shoot Lauren an email at goodsprayclimbing at gmail.com with the subject line waitlist by November 22nd. Interested in one-on-one nutrition coaching with me? Then now is a great time to get started because come 2023, I'm making some big changes and that includes pricing. If you wanna learn more about working with me, tap the link in our show notes. And if self-guided programs are more of your jam, don't miss out on some stellar Black Friday deals. I've got some huge deals coming your way soon. The Average Climber podcast is hosted by me, Caitlin, and my co-host, Lauren. You can find us on Instagram at The Average Climber Podcast for antics between episodes and updates on when new episodes are coming out. You can also find me on Instagram at Dirtbag Nutritionist and Lauren on her Instagram over at Good Spray Coaching. This show is produced by Josh Hafley with our favorite furry production assistant, Stubby the Corgi. The music for this episode was created and produced by Devin Dabney. The Average Climber podcast is a part of the Plugtone Audio Collective. Head on over to PlugtoneAudio.com or at Plugtone Audio on Instagram to learn more about the great shows on this network. Until next time, keep it average. Mm-hmm.